You are listening to episode 245, and today we're really digging into how can we intentionally find our village. Take a listen. Hello, welcome to St. Boat Huddle. Happy Monday. I'm actually recording this on Monday, putting it out. It's already halfway through the day. I um, did not have the energetic space or time space to do an episode last week and had a really cool full weekend. And it was one of those moments yesterday on Sunday, like, yeah, I could totally push and get this podcast finished and recorded. So it's out at its normal time on Monday morning. And I just sat with that. And it's like, no, I just... I want us, it was like a lesson for me and a lesson for you and just modeling and experiencing what does it feel like to just be and take a breath and know that it's okay if we don't get all of this stuff done. It's okay if it's not done perfectly. It's part of our defense mechanism, right? To be like, look at me, I did it. I did it again. I did it right. I did it the right way. And um, sometimes it just doesn't work out like that. So I think part of why I'm sharing that is I just want to encourage you that if if you don't if you don't do it exactly the way you've always done it, that's okay. And it's going to feel a little uncomfortable. And you know what? Like a lot of people might not listen to this episode, you know, and it doesn't mean it's not enough. And, uh, you know, if you do the thing differently and it doesn't get the feedback you're used to, and remember, we don't need external validation. Come back to your why. Why are you doing the thing that you're doing? You know, why is it that you are um, cooking for your family the way you're cooking or moving your body the way you're wanting to move it and really coming back into that inner why? And if we can stay connected to that, the external feedback doesn't hold as much weight. doesn't mean we don't like it. We all like our external feedback, but it doesn't carry as much weight. Um, So yeah, we'll just leave that at that. So what I wanted to talk with you today about is intentionally finding your village and um, if you follow me on social media, you may have seen that, uh, last week, um, her name is Lynn who works with Athleta here in the Lehigh Valley invited me to come in, uh, to talk with women about intentionally finding your village. And I was like, this is such a great topic. And it was a really lovely, intimate turnout, um, which is my favorite kind of turnout. I'm not going to lie. Like I'd so much rather sit and talk with three of you or 10 of you than, uh, like 500 of you. I like how cool to stand on stage and talk to people. Right. But I love that intimate connection and conversation and, um, yeah, it, it just feels, it feels really cool. So it was a really, really nice experience and it brought up really great conversation. And this is a conversation that's coming up in a, a lot of places. You know, there are just themes collectively inside of our lives and the stages that we're in and the generation that we're in and uh, the collective experiences we've had as a generation. So there's a lot of similar conversation coming coming and going across the board and inside of all um, spaces, you know? And so I know this is one that you're probably sitting with too, is really finding your village of people. And what does that mean? And how did we get here? And I think, I think it's kind of important to have the conversation of what have our experiences been and how, how did we get to this space of feeling lonely and without a village? And how do we create a new one? And what does it look like? Because it might not look like what we think it quote unquote should look like. So, and this is a lot of what came up in the conversation on Sunday and what was really cool 
byproduct is that it's new connections and that's part of the village making, right? It's trial and error. Not every single person you meet or make a connection with is going to be a part of your close knit village, but it's part of, you know, connection just fills us up and we are made and bred as humans to, to be connected. And we've really lost that over the years. And I think, you know, it breeds the question for me of like, how did we get here? And you know, some notes that I wrote down that I'll just share quickly and speak on some of them is I think how we've gotten here is one hyper independence, glorification of doing things on our own. There's a lot of shame in receiving help. Uh, I think we have a lot of trust issues in female relationships. Uh, we need to be quote unquote perfect. And social media is creating false connection. Those are some of the main points that I've thought of, of like, okay, well, how did we get here? So, you know, hyper-independence is, is connects with that trust that we have learned, um, in our generation for, so there's no finger pointing or blame game. It's just simply, unfortunately, like how the cookie has crumbled, uh, in life and part of what our generation gets to work on, you know, is that, um, I think that many of us feel like we emotionally can't trust people to support us more emotionally than anything. Cause I think everything kind of connects back to that. And so because of that, as a defense mechanism, we've learned, well, I, I can trust myself to do it. So I'll do it myself. And that that's also connected to that glorification of doing it on your own. You know, that growing up when you um, can do things by yourself, you're praised. It's like, oh, look, you did it all by yourself. Look at you. you. You figured out how to pay for college. You learned how to change your own tire. You, um, you made enough money to, to buy your own apartment. And it, so it breeds that, that continued need of like, well, you know, I'm praised for only having to rely on myself and I only trust myself to rely on myself. So it's really hard to open up to other relationships, whether it's a romantic relationship or in a friendship or even inside of professional relationships of trusting, like I can trust you to delegate and do these different tasks and know that you can support me. And so it's just really bred this circle. Like you hear all the connections of doing things on our own, which then connects to that shame of asking for help because a village is about helping, right? Like that's the foundation of what a village is. A village is help me hold space so that I can vent about this thing in my life. Help me get bread. <laughs> help me get these groceries because my my kids are home sick and we can't leave the house. My dogs are screaming and I'm just not going to stop. We're just going to work through it. Help me uh, with my feelings, with my emotions, help me work through this problem help and that's what the village is for but that feels very counterintuitive and contradictory and very polarizing to a culture that has really glorified independence and um the busy badge and you know think about women who are i think of women on maternity leave and how that's i can hardly talk about it without falling into a full-blown soapbox tangent but you know the woman who gets back to work at six weeks or like is up and doing laundry and and cooking or people are like wow she's amazing super mom look at her she body bounced back she's cooking dinners cleaning like you know she just popped the kid out two weeks ago look at her go instead of 
complete like, whoa, no, we are your village and we're not going to let that happen because that's not supposed to happen. Your body needs to heal. And we're going to give you the safe space to do that and full permission. So it feels really good and supportive. Like we just, we've really moved away. Like really think like if you go way back and I don't have like the historical references or even readings on this, but just general knowledge of knowing that way back in time, villages were specifically made for that, right? Like the the women, you raise the kids together and she's going to go get water from the river while you you know, watch the kids play and this one's cooking and you literally do all of the things together. And we just don't do that anymore. But we not only do we not do that anymore, we're praised for not doing that anymore. So then it's like, well, how can I safely have a village and ask for help when it's it breeds shame because that's what our culture has, has designed. And then on top of that, I think we have a really tough time with the trust in, inside of female relationships because I, and that, oh gosh, I think that can be like connected back to a lot of our own traumas and wounding, meaning like, the women in our lives that we've had bad experiences with and have been burned from essentially, which I could go deeper in, but I think just saying that you're like, yep, I know what you mean. It's very likely that person, that woman had a lot of her own wounds and traumas that she just hasn't healed or may never heal. And it's learning how to, to see that experience as for what it is. Like, this is what happened. It's nothing wrong with me. She does not, um, She's not the representative for every single female. And I know that I can have safe relationships with other ones, but it, it is, we're a little less likely, we're more hesitant to want to open up for fear of getting hurt again, right? So that's a huge component, again, of why I think we just learn to stay by ourselves. And then additionally, and we're, we're not going to get into this deeply because I think we all understand it and it's a little bit of a dead horse, but social media, I think really has created a feeling of false connection, um, that all of us can fall into, including myself that I have, I even find, you know, working, working from home, uh, I'm alone a lot. <laughs> like, you watch my social media, it's me and my dogs every day, every day. And I have amazing calls. And I just love when I get the opportunity to do things in person like I did over this past weekend. But overall, like I'm just very by myself. And those are usually the days that I move on to social media more and love to connect. I love to get messages. And you hear me say it all the time, like connect with me, reach out. Um, I want to connect behind the scenes though. I don't want to just see you on your stories. I don't want to just know what you're doing because of what you've shared on social media, but it does. I mean, so think of how, um, okay, here's a perfect example. I, uh, there's, there's a person in my life who like, I don't, I'm close with them, but don't necessarily talk to them very much. And this fill in the blank that we all have this, right? And, uh, and they watch my social media, but they never, ever connect with me. They never comment or respond or say, hey, that looks really cool. Have a great time. Nothing like that, right? There's no connection, but this person's watching my life, even though they don't share anything on social media. And we have a lot of those people in our life too, right? They just, they're the ones who take the stuff from social media, but don't give. And so then when I see this person in person, in IRL, in real life, they'll make a comment of, 
oh, I saw you have an event this weekend. And then it's really awkward for me because it's like, wait, what? How do you know that? That's awkward. And then it's, I have to take a minute to realize, oh, you must have seen it on my social media, but without having seen that person in person, they never would have mentioned anything to me, but they falsely feel connected to me because they're seeing what I'm sharing on social media, but I do not feel connected to them because they're not connecting with me. Okay. So do you understand the false connection that we're creating for ourselves that we're consuming or like, think about, um, how often, like even with our siblings who maybe we don't live near or cousins or things like that, that we we're all sharing our lives and watching it through like our thumb scrolls, like scroll, 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 and we see it. And then, you know, you talk to your mom and you're like, oh, did you see your cousin and how they went? Oh yeah, I saw that they, but here my cousin has no idea that my mom and I are talking about them or that I was like, wow, their kids are so beautiful. They look like they're doing really great, but we don't connect with them to tell them that. So we have this really intense false connection going on. And that's why it's it's confusing because it's like, why do I feel so lonely? So that too, just as a side note, I deeply encourage you that if you're someone who uses social media, please connect with the people that you're looking at for yourself even and for that other person and and comment on their stuff. You can do the, the laugh emoji on their story because the sure as hell they're probably going to laugh back with you and you feel like that little bit of connection for that moment or even right back like, Oh my gosh, your kids are so cute. I love how they're playing. Something connect with each other more than just taking what we're putting there because we're not actually connected. And I th- and then it leaves us feeling empty like, "Oh man, why do I still feel so alone after the day?" right? So that's part of how, you know, we move into like, okay, what are the the notes I have here of how can we find connection? So I just shared that with social media is a very simple way. Is that going to turn into your village? Probably not, but maybe, maybe there's someone in your life that you will create a stronger connection with because you're connecting behind the scenes on social media. And then you're like, let's take this to the coffee shop, you know, and it turns into something deeper. Yes, the potential is totally there, but if anything, if anything actually interacting on social media can help you have true genuine connection with a person it's very simple to do i highly encourage it okay so other things that i jotted down that you could do remember that vulnerability creates connection ask deeper questions create a coffee date say yes to new experiences develop a strong inner knowing and a confidence so boundaries are in place and walk away when it doesn't feel good and talk to people who don't look like you. And this is something that Lynn and I talked about too. I think we gravitate towards what we always know. And I think we make a lot of assumptions and judgments simply based on how people look, say um, their race, uh, how they dress, um, maybe visible lifestyle choices that you might connect to like political beliefs, uh, maybe what they drive or what neighborhood they live in. Be open-minded and curious to see and here's the thing and that's part of the um uh you know you can walk away if it doesn't feel good it's okay to um curiously observe and uh work on a connection with somebody and if it's not there it's not there that's cool yeah you might not have commonalities but you might it might be your soul friend you know and you don't know it just because you didn't think to connect with them based on um you know, our microaggressions or judgments that we have and not, you know, subconscious judgments that we might have. So that's another thing, like with the creating a coffee date is just asking somebody literally out on a date and knowing that it can be like, I can't even tell you how many times that I've 
I have been invited to go out to coffee with some people um, or that I've done the same and they've been such wonderful experiences, like just such awesome connection, amazing conversation. And that's, it's been what it is. And then like we're friendly and, um, you know, if we see each other and, and we have genuine connection on social media and we actually interact and things like that. But beyond that, are they like the sole person I'm going to put on my bench? No, no. And I'm not for them either, but like, Hey, new, new little bit of a friend, new acquaintance, new, new connection. Right. And, and that's okay. And so it's all right to recognize like, hmm, I don't know if this is somewhat like a village person for me. I'm thinking of village people or just a new connection that is more of an acquaintance and you don't know unless you try. And I, I recognize too, that what I was talking about, like with the, um, past experiences where we've been burned. Yeah, it might happen, but like if, if we don't try, we won't know. And I think that when we can really develop that strong inner knowing and confidence of who we are as women and what we want in our life, it becomes a lot clearer and a lot easier to be able to say thanks, no thanks, or nope, I'm not going to spend time with people who talk like that about other people. It was great meeting you. I'm going to get going. You know, there's there's more ease in being able to set the boundary instead of feeling stuck in that people-pleasing or you know, I started this friendship, I have to keep it going, even though it doesn't feel good. There's a really gentle and assertive way to set the boundaries so that we're not being disingenuous or inauthentic. And I think as grown women, when you move around finding like-minded women just like you, there's a shared respect of, of just that, of just fully respecting. And here's the thing, if you feel that you're not the right match as a friend, they're going to feel that too very likely so it's kind of like an agree to disagree and like a bless and release and like really cool meeting you and we move on and the the joy in this too is it's very likely you're going to find really really important valuable people to have in your life and the last thing I'll say since I've already I can't believe it's already been so long that I've been talking is that um that I forget completely forget I had a really good point too and I don't oh that oh my goodness that we don't need a whole lot of people and that's something that really came up in our conversation yesterday is we don't need a ton of people we don't need 15 really close friends just having one or two women who feel like they're really holding you and you can just be fully yourself like you're the ugliest part of yourself of breaking down and you know sharing about the ugly conversation you had with your husband or wife and how you flipped out at your kids and you feel terrible and like just the ugliest parts of yourself and that person listens and says I love you and I don't hate your husband or your wife and I don't think that you're a bad mom and I totally understand how you're feeling and is able to just love you and hold you for exactly who you are in all of your humanness you don't need more than one or two of them if you have more than one or two awesome God bless you. That's amazing. But knowing that we don't need that many and we have our really tight inner circle and then the circle broadens as we move out from that. And it's okay if your siblings or your parents or your aunts and uncles or cousins are in different spaces of those circles too. We don't have to, like you don't have to have family as your inner circle just because they're family. It's okay if they're on the outer circles. That's all right. It's just choosing who who is really able to support you in the way that you need to be supported so i'll stop there it's a lot of great information it's a really great conversation as always if you want to continue to have it 
I'd love to hear from you. Truly. And I, I challenge that too. Like people you're connected with in in this way, like on listening to podcasts or on people's newsletters or following different pages. Some people are really crappy with connections. Some, some people like coaches and, and therapists and things like that have, or just professional spaces are pretty like disconnected as well. And are inundated with other things and don't value the connection. That's totally fine. Different values, right? Me, I love it. Like you can reply to my emails. You can reply to, you can DM me. You can send me an email and say like, Hey, I loved your podcast today. Like anyone who's done that knows like I I'm there, like I'm there for the conversation. I might not reply to you within five seconds. Cause I really take my time on email, but I'm, I am in it. And I can't, I'm always so excited to hear from people. So with that said, connect with me and connect with anyone. Ask somebody out on a coffee date. That's your challenge this week is is to text somebody and say, hey, do you want to grab a cup of coffee? That's my challenge for you. So connect with me, Erin at ErinJoyceCo.com. Go to my website, ErinJoyceCo.com. I do have free consultations. The March ones are actually happening tomorrow. I think I have one spot left. So if you're listening to this today and you're like, ooh, I want it. Uh, just shoot me an email. We'll get you set up. Um, Otherwise, the next one will be later in April. So, um, the link is actually, yeah, the link is in the show notes. So you can just click on it and see what, what times are available and, and it's always updated. Uh, and then follow me on Instagram at Aaron Joyce co underscore, and that's all go out there. Have an amazing, amazing week. Happy spring. We, it's the spring equinox, treat others the way you want to be treated. And I will talk to you next time.